From the studios of Teeing It Up in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint. Luke, it's the season finale of the Sunday Sprint oh. for February 13th, 2022, Super Bowl Sunday. Luke Morrow is with me, Jeremy Schilling. Luke, it's the end. Always a, such a bittersweet day um, because, of course, it's the Super Bowl. Super's in the name for a reason. It's a big day. It's a fun day. And then you have USFL to look forward to after today, or you have to wait all the way until September. It's, it's tough. Are you saying that you are requesting a Sunday sprint for the USFL? You got to give the people what they want. I don't think the people have requested it, though. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, folks... You've probably heard by now about 86 different analyses of this game. Yeah. I would think. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to analyze the game. <laughs> I've always found, and, and you host radio, you know, all week for 10,000 hours. Have you found that sometimes analyzing one game can be tougher than a complete slate of games at times? Yeah, 100%. It's it's. It really is, um, you know, it's the biggest game of the year, so there's so much attention paid to it and storylines, but the fact that you have two weeks leading up to it, it can be tough. You have to try to be um, creative to come up with something unique or different that, you know, does not just talk about the same thing over and over again for two weeks and uh, the same thing that everyone else is talking about, so it's, uh, it can drag on. Let me give you my thoughts on, on today, and they are twofold. Um, number one, you probably know this may be the warmest Super Bowl ever. Yeah. I do not think the Rams would be at risk for cramps. Are the Bengals at risk for cramps? I have yeah. not heard any show talk about this, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah, possibly. You know, I heard a, a, a theory, I guess, in the idea that Cincinnati's coming from the cold and they got out there on Tuesday in the beautiful weather of L.A., and somebody was afraid that it's like when you go on vacation, right? And you, you're used to snow and 20 degree weather and you show up and it's beautiful out and you're there for a week. And this idea that um, for the Bengals, that almost like it could make them too relaxed, I guess, would be the, the concern. But it's the Super Bowl. So I would like to think that from that perspective, I would like to think that Bengals fans shouldn't have to worry about the weather. In terms of cramping, uh, yeah, maybe potentially. Um, with it being so warm, but I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. It could potentially come into play. Uh, I think obviously both teams will try to prepare for something like that as best as they can. And uh, I don't know if one team will have the advantage over the other, even if the Rams are, are based out there still. You know, you're still playing in warm weather and sweating a lot and having to make sure you remain hydrated. Um, do you know that I have a game to watch golf during? Oh, boy. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. I actually have a game to watch golf during. You're you're gonna have to help me watch golf during because I I I don't have this in front of me. I believe it's Hawks Celtics that's on ABC today at like one uh, two Eastern or something. Uh yes 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 that's my game to watch golf during. Watch the Phoenix Open. Do not watch that game. There should be no NBA games this afternoon. All of America should be able to be at home. Yeah, today and tomorrow. Yes, but that's a separate story. Yes. Um, it's an interesting theory, um, and, and we'll find out. All right, here's how I look at this game, Luke. 
Lots been a, a lot of attention has been paid to Evan McPherson. But the thing about Evan McPherson is that he has made all these kicks because the Bengals have been forced to kick a lot. I don't think you can beat the Rams by kicking field goals. My prediction, which I'm still holding to from your show uh, Tuesday, 31-20 Rams, is because I think the Rams' defense is that much better. I think the Bengals will keep it close. But ultimately, if Evan McPherson makes three field goals, which that score would indicate unless it's three touchdowns minus an extra point, that's not good news for the Bengals at all. Where are you when it comes to the formula that makes Cincinnati Super Bowl champions? Yeah, certainly you're going to have to get more than three, you would imagine. Although I do think this is a lower-scoring game. So I, I, I don't know if it's so much some sort of track meet that you know, you're going to have to try to uh, keep up with Matt Stafford and the Rams. We've seen Cincinnati. That's the interesting thing about the Bengals. I think they have five offensive touchdowns in the playoffs. It's not like uh, this offense, for all the talk about Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, it's not like the offense has been uh, these world beaters. Instead, it's been the defense. You hold the Raiders to 19, you hold the Titans to 16, and you held the Chiefs to three points after halftime. So it's been more about Cincinnati's defense. And on the flip side, the concern, of course, is the Rams being able to pressure Joe Burrow uh, and disrupt their offense. So, like in terms of the game itself, the over/under is 48 and a half. I actually lean under. I think it's a lower-scoring game played in the 20s. So, in that sense, of course, it's always important to make sure you get sevens instead of threes. But I don't think this is like going into Kansas City the way at least that first half played out, where you're watching that game thinking, you know, it's going to be hard. At least at the time of the first half, it's going to be hard to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. You can't just settle for threes. You have to go for it on fourth downs. You have to be more aggressive. I don't know if it's going to be so much like that today because I think both these teams, especially with the Super Bowl, teams come out, some jitters. Uh, Tom Brady never had a touchdown in the first quarter, as good as he is and as many Super Bowls as he played in. Uh, I think it's going to start slow. The teams will start to pick it up a little bit. And so this long-winded answer is to say I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Therefore, for Cincinnati, I guess you could settle for a field goal here or there and still you know, hang in the game. I, it's interesting. I have a hard time. So, so here's here's my question. If if this is a week four matchup, hypothetically, I would think that that if you are Sean McVay, you're trying to do two things. You're trying to get Matt Stafford comfortable, and you're trying to get Cam Akers enough touches to where they think that the running game could be a factor, and then you let your explosive weapons take over. In theory, right? That's week four. This is the Super Bowl. Kelly Stafford was saying the pressure that's been on her husband since they since the trade because they traded for Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl period or or to get to a Super Bowl you can you can you you can argue the semantics of of what actually was being debated and and what was being asked of Matt Stafford but this is the biggest moment of his life do you let Cam Akers and the running game Get off to a start to keep Matt Stafford calm? Or do you air it out and get him into a rhythm? That, to me, is a question because we know two things about the Super Bowl. It's slow, especially in the first half, commercial-wise. can be very tough to establish any kind of a rhythm. And secondly, if you are going to um, showcase yourself, it's a long pregame and it's a long wait for your possession and you want to uh, accomplish a whole bunch of goals in that possession. 
This is a very long-winded way, to steal your term, of saying, <laughs> I don't know how Sean McVay plays this to appease everything that is being asked of Matt Stafford. Yeah, it's interesting because I could see both sides of it. I mean, number one, starting with Sean McVay, remember the last time they were here, they scored only three points, and he admitted afterwards that it was kind of uh, paralysis by overanalysis. He had two weeks to prepare and kind of outsmarted himself. And when you look at the three points... That was Bill Belichick, though. Yes, of course. And also Jared Goff. Now you have Stafford. My point being, when you only go through a Super Bowl with three points, maybe the idea is to come out today and be more aggressive. I know some people believe we're going to see some trick plays, reports of them working in practice on the Philly special with OBJ, something along those lines. The idea is last time we were here, we scored only three. So we got to be a little more creative or we have to be a little more aggressive. I can see that thought process from McVay. And I always like when you have a quarterback, especially a big-arm quarterback like Stafford, and in this case, it's the Super Bowl and you're home and you're favored, I've always been in the school of thought that I like to set the tone right away. And so if I have a quarterback like that, I want to come out, maybe the first play, go play action, throw it downfield, try for a big play, get a flag, set the tone right away, like, hey, we're going to come out swinging. But with all that said, when it comes to the Super Bowl specifically, I think I play into what I was just laying out about Super Bowls historically usually have slow starts. And so I think I'm going to lean into that if I'm the Rams and Cincinnati, both sides, and try to get my ground game going with the thought process, and maybe this is being too conservative, but the thought process that the other side, they're going to start slow as well. So I have some time to, to build up my offense or to get my quarterback comfortable. We don't have to come out and get a touchdown right away because typically the first quarter, specifically in the first half, can be lower scoring. So I have a little more time, a little more patience. So let's get the ground game going. Let's make it easy on Stafford. Let's take some of the pressure off his shoulders, at least to begin, allow him to get comfortable. So if I'm both these teams, you've got a young quarterback, you have Stafford in the biggest game of his career, I'm easing both of them in, letting my run game try to get going with the idea that this game's not going to be won or lost in the first quarter. It's going to come down to the second half anyways. So let's be patient. What other rumors are, are you hearing, Luke? I mean, uh, is, is, are, is there a chance that, that the Jonas Brothers joined the uh, Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show? I mean, what else are you well, hearing? The big thing about the halftime show is this idea that we're going to get a hologram of Tupac. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh. That actually happens. Oh. Well, there has been, there, there were reports of a mystery performer. So. Yes, that's true. And we saw what like Justin Timberlake did with. with with uh, Prince, so uh, it's been done before, and we'll um, and we'll see if we do it again. Um, have you heard about the controversy involving the halftime show rehearsals? No, I haven't. Englewood, California, is a, is you know where the stadium is, which is in the shadow of LAX. There's houses around there, so how do you rehearse? Right, like if you're in the Meadowlands, there is nothing near there, folks. Like, like. I forget, I, 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 I think it was uh, Bruno Mars uh, who was that halftime show. They could have rehearsed that 80 billion times and nobody would have spoiled it because there are just no homes anywhere near that stadium that can hear it. SoFi is different. So parents have been complaining because during rehearsals, they have been blasting Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet album. Nice. To as just a complete um, a- antidote from the noise. So some parents have been upset that they've been putting their kids to bed and then they have to listen to Bon Jovi all night and the kids can't fall asleep. <laughs> poor Bon Jovi. Yeah, poor, poor Bon Jovi. You get that knock on you. Uh, anyway, 
I want to talk about injuries for a second. Um, because I, I think that's part of it. So everybody talks about McPherson, but Matt Gay, remember, missed a 47-yard field goal that per SNF tracked using Top Tracer technology powered by Top Golf. Sorry, I had to throw that in for you, Tommy Roy, um, and 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 others out there. It came up short. That field goal attempt came up short. He was hurt. He had tweaked, I, I believe, a hammy, if I'm not mistaken. He's had two uh, weeks now yeah. to heal up. If you are Sean McVay, are you trusting that your kicker is 100% if it comes down to Matt Gay in the biggest moments? I mean, you're probably going to have to. I think the Bengals, if that's what's interesting about this game is that and, and when you look at it, I mean, the point spread's only four, so we're expecting a good game, and I think rightfully so. But the Rams have the advantage seemingly everywhere except the two areas, maybe, maybe quarterback, and then kicker, of course, is what you're laying out. Cincinnati, I think, definitely has the advantage there with the kicker. But if you're the Rams and it comes down to it, um, you know, if you want to be more aggressive at times, I get that, especially when you have Matt Stafford and all that firepower and you're an offensive guy and you're built on your offense, you don't have to settle for field goals. Um, that's been the knock on Zach Taylor at times this year, that he's a little too conservative. But, you know, when push comes to shove, Hey, you got to send your guy out there and hope that he can make a big kick because that could be what, what decides the game. But we'll see if in the first, you know, say three quarters, the Rams are a little more aggressive and not trying to rely on Matt Gay, and that may uh, tip the hands of how Sean McVay feels about his kicker and if he can trust him in a big spot. Luke, we have reached the end of our radio program for the season. Oh, That was the longest one of the year. Appropriately so. Folks, I'll be with Luke Wednesday, 1 Eastern. Unless you're off again, are you traveling Wednesday or are you on the air? No, this week I am here all week long. Tomorrow midday show, ESPN Radio 98.9 FM, Charleston, charlestonsportsradio.com. 1 Eastern, I'll be with Luke on Wednesday. So we, so we still get to be with each other for the next, I don't know, 40 weeks or whatever's left in 2022. Um, 31-20 Rams, I think, unfortunately, for the Joe Burrow lovers, he has a good start but makes one too many turnovers late. A strip sack fumble by Aaron Donald that leads to a game-winning Cam Akers touchdown. Your MVP of the game will be Odell Beckham Jr. with his three Whoa. touchdowns that I mentioned on your show. Yeah, I like it. Um I, you know, it, what's interesting is that, again, when you break this down, the Rams seem to have all the advantages, even in the metrics. When you look at performances in the playoffs or this season, their records, uh, the talent on the roster. And you talking analytics? You talking analytics? That's right. All sorts of, uh, all the numbers point in the Rams' direction. And yet, for some reason, I, I guess I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment with Joe Burrow. I got to go Bengals in this spot. And so I think Cincinnati, I'm taking them to win outright. Uh, and I said I, I like the under. So if I had to pick a score, I got to keep it under. So I'm going to say, because I think it's going to be a close game, I guess I'll do 24-21 Cincinnati, keep it under the 48 and a half. And I do think the Bengals find a way to win one more game behind Joe Burrow, who, by the way, in must-win games in his career going back to college, 8-0, and 27 touchdowns to two interceptions, Averages over 360 yards. 
He plays great in the big spot. I think he plays well again today. I think the Bengals have a good plan for that defensive front with two weeks to prepare. And I'm going to say Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl, and therefore probably Joe would be the MVP if the Bengals get it done. And would become the third quarterback to win an FCA FBS national title and a Super Bowl alongside Joe Namath and Joe Montana. Sahith, yeah, but Joe, I'm going all in on Joe Burrow. I think, yeah, I think he gets it done. Sahith Tagala is your leader on the PGA Tour. Buy one at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the WM Phoenix Open. They changed their name because they're now also about sustainability, Luke, besides waste management. Um, oh, that's good. Yes. Sahith Tagala, while at Pepperdine, won the Haskins Award. That is the Golfing Heisman Award. Joe Burrow won the Heisman. You could see... Two essentially Heisman Trophy winners get trophies today. Oh, that'd be interesting. So there's a hashtag storyline for you. How's that? Yes, I like it. Luke, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you. You too. Uh, thank you, sir. And thank you all, all year for listening to the Sunday Sprint. We really appreciate it. Take care.